Real leaders, real producers, real results. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Introverted Loudmouth Podcast. I am Dr. E. Michelle Mickens, the CEO of Live for Change, LLC. Live for Change is a Christian-based global strategic leadership development consultancy, and we bring transformational change into the lives of leaders and their organizations. We do this by equipping C-suite executives, managers, nonprofit leaders, emerging and experienced leaders with the right tools through our Be For Real Leadership Series. Real is an acronym, and it stands for Reliable, Ethical, Authentic Learner. Our motto is this, real leaders, real producers, real results. We offer leadership consulting, coaching, various workshops and training programs on topics such as organizational culture, inclusion, unconscious biasness, CSR and ethics, and more. Live for Change has digital products, workbooks, journals, and I'm the author of When Purpose Exceeds Profits, a foundational development guide for emerging and established leaders. So today, today we are continuing with the Leaders Who Love, Lead With Love series. That's been our focal point for the month of February. And more specifically, our topic is going to be on corporate social responsibility, CSR, and inclusion. And we're gonna even drill down a little further. The inspiration behind this particular topic came from two articles that I recently read. One is entitled, It's Time to Stop Talking About Diversity and Start Talking About Race at Work. This is actually an article that was published today, I believe, on LinkedIn. And I will make sure if you're interested in reading this particular article, I will have the link in the description bar. The second article that I recently read was from Sisters from AARP. Microaggressions take back your power at work. That link will also be in the description bar. So let's have a little context for today's conversation. Corporate social responsibility is a component of sustainability. It's also referred to as ESG, which stands for Environmental Social Governance. Corporate social responsibility addresses environmental concerns about the planet, people, profit, and I always include purpose. It concentrates on how a company presents itself in the world in which it serves. Meanwhile, or I should say meaning that it's all about how a company or an organization engages with the community locally, nationally, globally, and internally, i.e., we're talking about the culture of the organization. As a matter of fact, my quote for today is, corporate social responsibility is about the impact of the imprint being made by your footprint in the earth. CSR, corporate social responsibility, is about the impact of the imprint being made by your footprint in the earth. So in keeping with the theme of leaders who love, lead with love, and this month being Black History Month, I thought it would be appropriate to address a topic that is trending at the heels of inclusion, and that's microaggression, especially among Black women, African-American women. 
In the article, Microaggressions Take Back Your Power, there are three types of microaggressive behaviors that were identified. Microinsult is often unconscious, and it's behavioral or verbal remarks or comments that convey rudeness and sensitivity is demeaning a person's race, their heritage, or their identity. That's micro-insult. Micro-assault often is conscious, and it's the explicit racial derogatory characteristics that primarily is displayed through a violent verbal or even non-verbal attack that is intentional, is meant to hurt the intended victim, is done through name calling, uh, avoidant behavior, or purposeful discriminatory actions. That's micro-assault. Micro-invalidation, also considered to be an unconscious act, happens when verbal comments or behaviors exclude an individual, negate or nullify the psychological thoughts, feelings, or experiential reality of a person of color. So I found these definitions to be um, very disturbing, but yet I can absolutely relate on many levels uh, with each one of these behaviors, these microaggressive behaviors. Now, looking at the article, it's time to stop talking about diversity and start talking about race at work. There was an, uh, an infographic that was shared and actually it was taken from the Women in the Workplace 2019 McKinsey and Company, as well as leanin.org. And in this particular article and in the infographic, microaggressions that black women experience was broken down into four, I'm sorry, into three categories. Having competence questioned. And they broke down the percentages. Needing to provide more evidence of your competence, 40% of black women who were surveyed experienced this. Having your judgment question in your area of expertise, 41% of black women experienced this. Being overlooked, being interrupted or spoken over, having others take or get credit for your ideas. Being interrupted, 43%. Having others take credit for your ideas, 35%. Being disrespected. Being mistaken for someone at a much lower level. 20% of African-American or black women experience this. Hearing demeaning remarks about you, your people, or people like you. 18% of African-American women or black women have experienced this. And what's so sad is this is something that continues. This is something that is done very frequently. 
and I'll share a little bit about my own experiences a little later. So the, the conversations and movement around diversity, inclusion, and equity absolutely needs to continue. It needs to continue among DNI leaders. They need to continue with HR leaders, managers, your team leaders, your primary stakeholders. These conversations need to happen with your corporate social responsibility or ESG leaders as well. But an organization who cherry picks or focus on areas that only make them feel good, they risk leaving gaps in the corporate culture that will contaminate the workplace and devalue your purpose. We hear more and more about organizations who have come together and signed an agreement that they would focus more on their purpose and tie their mission and purpose together with how they're making profit. And all of these things sound phenomenal, but you cannot ignore overarching issues that exist within the workplace culture, such as microaggression, because it's uncomfortable for you, because you don't know how to broach the conversation. It's real. It's happening all the time. Heaven forbid if you as a leader initiate these types of behavior. But it's absolutely critical that the leader is very much aware that these behaviors exist in the workplace. Leaders who claim to love what they do without demonstrating real love. And I'm talking about the leaders who are quick to say, you know what, my organization, we're, we're the top, we're the best, we do this, we get along. If you aren't paying attention to the culture, then you're not sure how well your organization is functioning. If you ignore these real issues, you actually become a very ineffective leader. If you decide that comfort is more important than discomfort, then you will have a toxic environment. So listen, here are a few recommendations, just a few, just to begin to bring consciousness to the comfort of unconsciousness. Number one, be intentional. We all know that the very first thing that leaders will say, and it's not, of course, exclusive among leaders, but most of us will say, we don't have time. I don't have time to get involved. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time. But we always have time for what matters most to us. So I'm challenging you to choose to make it. Choose to make time. Choose to be intentional about what is happening in your organization. What is the culture there? What's happening within that culture? Be observant. What do you see compared to what you say are the beliefs and the values of that company? Is there alignment or not, not so much? Initiate. 
Take the initiative and talk with your employees. Engage in casual conversation. It's okay to ask questions such as, how you doing today? And then listen, which is number four, be an active listener. It requires engagement. It requires having skills in reading body language, listening and looking for unspoken cues, but it's absolutely necessary. What I'm describing here are common attributes of someone who operates in social intelligence and emotional intelligence, being an active listener, being consistent. You don't have to show up every day. You don't have to show up every day in in everyone's face, but make it a habit, whether it's weekly, and I'm talking outside of scheduled meetings where you can make an impromptu visit and check on your team. Talk to your team leaders. And if you don't feel that you're getting the full story from them, because it's not uncommon for leaders to protect the leaders, right? You don't, you know, it's almost like the big sister, the big brother who doesn't want the little sister or little brother to get in trouble. So when mom and dad comes home and they're asking what's going on, and the big big brother, big sister, right, the oldest, the one in charge, will say, everything's fine, we're okay. When you know the truth is that all hell is broken loose in the house. Well, it's very similar in your organization. You don't want your team leaders to cover up real issues, real problems. So if something's awry and you will be able to discern that, then start having some impromptu conversations with your employees. Number six, the bottom line is this, step outside of your comfort zone. When we have conversations about diversity and inclusion and equity, as long as we are talking only about all of the things that we have accomplished. And it's so awesome to be able to check off your list and say, yep, we do have a diversity uh, and inclusion leader or officer. And we have the CSR officer. And we and you're checking through your list and you're going through you know, the structure of your organization and you're feeling confident that you have all of the pieces in place. But just because they're there doesn't mean that they're functioning well with the culture. Culture is everything. And when it's all said and done, hmm, the buck stops with the boss. The buck stops with the top leader. So let me share just this light little conversation here. Um, Years ago, I can remember working in a very toxic, I mean, It was such a a mind-blowing but very toxic environment with a condescending boss. Now, I was baffled by this experience because, number one, she recruited me. She actively pursued me. I was an account executive for a women's monthly publication, and she came for me. She offered me better compensation. You know, I mean, she pursued me. 
She was the publisher of the only black publication at that time in Atlanta many years ago. And yes, she was black. But she was the absolute worst boss I ever had. And I can also remember one of the sweetest bosses that I ever had. Same city. And at that time, I was a financial account representative. This was a large financial firm. And this man, he went out of his way to spend time with his new recruits. So he didn't actively pursue. He was involved in the hiring process. And he made time in his schedule to spend extra time with his new recruits. And I happened to be one of them. He was a Caucasian man, and to me, he was a father figure, an older man. And I just remember, he would take us out to lunch. He would ask us how we were doing. He even asked, how did we feel? He checked on us on a regular basis, individually, as well as in a small group. I will never forget him, just the most caring. I felt that he had a love for what he did and a love for the people that worked under him. No one had anything negative to say about this man. I will never forget either of these bosses. One was actually a leader that I would follow. Are you that type of leader? So at the top of the broadcast, I mentioned that my company, Live for Change, LLC, equips C-suite executives, managers, emerging, as well as experienced leaders with leadership tools through the Be For Real Leadership Series. I just want to invite you to take a look at Live For Change. Currently, I'm booking for training sessions. And so if you're interested, please take a look at www.live4changellc.com forward slash training. You can also click on testimonials at liveforchangellc.com forward slash training hyphen testimonials. These links will be in the description bar. Or perhaps you just want to schedule some time to discover how we can work together in other areas that Toledo, that I may be able, yes, I'm in Toledo, that I may be able to offer to you. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for listening. Please like, share, comment, and until our next episode, take care and God bless you.